Hello, and welcome to another edition of the usually serviceable, hopelessly miscast podcast here at GCT. I think I said those backwards. That's okay. Um, today, we have our most of our typical panelists, myself. We have Brian. Hello. And Christina Hernandez. Hi. And we have a special guest star today. His first time, friend of the podcast, not Kevin or Kevar. It's Kever Maffin. That's me. Yes, hey, it is you. Hey. <laughs> Live from the wilds of was... Chicago. <laughs> I loved your really excited cheer there, Brian. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. It's really nice. less less time to focus on me today. I'm just. It's very, like uh... it's like a very weak Jeff ejaculation. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's PG-13. I can say that. So that's right, Jeff. Um, <laughs> Jeff. So, <laughs> yes, you'd know that reference, so that's why I threw it out. So, uh, yeah, this is the pod, uh, and we're going to record. This is Thursday. We're recording this. We'll record another one tomorrow with uh, bring Robin back in um, because she was so happy to be on the podcast that she wants to be a regular. She paid us She's enough good, money, too. yeah, and uh, and she so, gave us enough money, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Exactly. Oh, I'm expected to give you money? No, 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 no. not necessarily. Uh, only me. Right. Here we go. Yeah, the hand, let the hand. <laughs> How we get you? Yeah, <laughs> nonprofit need money. So. <laughs> so, first feature for today, and I'll throw this. I'm gonna throw out some questions to our panel here, because it, all of you have been in quite a few. Uh, stage productions, at least you know at the community level, school, whatnot. And so one of the one of the things that I was looking into was uh, just <clears throat> finding a lot of stories on uh, famous Broadway and off Broadway actor types, who you know questions that they think about uh, or get asked a lot. And so I wanted to kind of throw three of these out at you guys and just get your your thoughts on. And yes, Kevin, it can be funny if you make it funny. So All right. it can be as funny or downer, like Brian laugh downer, if you want. Brian cheer downer. The pressure downer. is on. Yeah. So first question, when you guys look at shows or parts to try out for, what are you keen in on personally? Who's just going to first? Uh, is it kind I'll of start with you. In? You can go okay, ahead. Okay, cool. Usually, uh, I'll hear, if it's like a musical, I'll hear a song from the show and I'll go, oh my God, I really want to sing that. Uh, and then I have to actually go look at the show and either go, okay, I would fit that or I would in no way fit that role. Um, and then I kind of go from there. So if it's not something I can do, then you look to see if there's something else in the show that you could do as a performer. Um, and if not, you cut your losses and uh, you try again next time because uh, sometimes you're just not going to be right for a show. Uh, when it comes to plays, those can a lot of times be a little more flexible. And um, it's kind of up to the director's discretion of how they want characters to look, um, depending on the show, of course. Um, but uh, in those cases, you just got to go in guns a blazing and, and try and look as best as you can. And that's that. That's all you can really do. Yeah, I always look at music first, too. Mm -hmm. Can I sing it? 
Can I sing it? Do I want to sing it all the time? Do I want? That's the bigger question. Do I want to? Do I want to? Will I be busy? If not, not, probably I'll stay home. (laughs) I'd sing the phone book right about now. <laughs> oh my god, no kidding. I'm like, put me in that uh, ensemble coach. Let's uh-huh. go. <laughs> I'll stand in the wings and sing. I will be a it. tree. <laughs> good singer. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you, Brian? What do you think? Um, I I tend to just wait for a director to contact me and ask me to audition because I know oh, I, wow. if oh, okay. I if I audition on my own, I know I have no chance. So you know, <laughs> oh, okay, I have to be given parts well, to get shows nowadays. That's not necessarily true. That's what we true. call uh, offer only. <laughs> and that's have, what Brian is in Memphis, Tennessee. He has been hopelessly miscast. Uh, uh, no, I, uh, I I say that somewhat jesting, but. Yeah, at this point, I'm just with with the theater here. It's it's just so hard to do anything outside of doing what we do. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it would legit. I know it does sound dickish, but yeah, someone would have to say, "Hey, would you want to do this?" And me actually want to do it because I just I just don't have the time to get ready for an audition, even if it's not mm-hmm. something that I might not be able to do so well and that's i mean that's a good point i mean because you know you you and i have kids at home so it's uh oh yeah i'm kind of the same way i've gotten where yeah you have more than i do um and it's going to stay that way forever i uh, you know i i've gotten to where you know because like i said i haven't done as many shows as you guys have but you know i i did it for a few years and i mean i still like to do them when they come back but i very much have gotten to where it's you know, just the, the idea of preparing for an audition, doing it justice at an audition, um, mm-hmm. not even just to, to speak of the show. Um, it's just easier if you have contacts and, you know, maybe you get asked, hey, do you want to audition for this part or audition for this show? Or, hey, do you just want the part? Well, of course, that's easier to just yeah. say that. I mean, <clears throat> I I've been asked a handful of times. I've never turned one down even though there have been a couple of parts I regretted taking, not because the part stunk, but the show was not great or the theater was not that great. So, yeah. Yeah, we're getting an internet connection unstable. That's why you stop doing shows here, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Until I get asked by the director to do one. Everything is unstable. Yeah. Yeah. Just side note, yeah, we 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 be deep in rehearsals right now for Bright Star. Just yeah. Oh God, I am so upset that y'all are doing that show and I'm not there. Well, would have been doing that show and I'm not there. Yeah. Well, I guess it's you'll just have to be one. here then. I know. I'll I'll zoom in to every okay. performance. Okay. You can set me up on an iPad, just my head, and have somebody move <laughs> me around the stage. Isn't like that, 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 that what you did, Lord Farquaad? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like destroy your knees back yeah. and your all your entire body oh, yeah. just for My that knees part. Are, they will never be the same. They mm-hmm. have never been the same since that show. Yeah, Oof. just powder. Well, I, I mean, get them replaced when I'm like sixty, and then, you know they'll be fine then. For the next thirty plus years, I'll be yeah. miserable, and then and when on. I'm sixty, yeah, I'll be great. Well, maybe you, can get a, maybe you can get a package rate because at that point you'll probably need a, you know, 
implants in your mouth too for like teeth <laughs> or you know a shoulder replacement or something like that you can say hey can i get a group rate here that's a really good idea <laughs> so moving on to our next question so once you get a part that you want you know we're not talking about one that you're kind of eh, you know i'll do it because i like the director but i'm not so into this um but i want to work with this crew but a part that you really want that you say okay that's what i went for and that's what i got what what are the key things that you do to prep for a part like that? I don't want to go first this time. Somebody else go first. <laughs> I learn my music first and I know my music before I come into rehearsals and I get off book as quick as possible. I don't like being that person. No one likes that person. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Those people exist? Oh, wait. I, try to like, I just try to show up and know the things I'm supposed to know and not complain and then go home on to my life. Easy peasy. Lemon tea. Well, I know of the shows I've done with Kever, we never have anyone who shows up like that. Right, Kever? <laughs> oh, jeez. Dude. No, never. Never. Or who shows up I mean, improperly attired. How about that? Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, I took us down a rabbit just, hole there. Just wear clothing that fits your body <laughs> that doesn't have to show off unclothed parts of your body. And we'll be... That, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're about to do a Pete Twinkle, Greg Stink ad here. Um, <clears throat> Prime, what about you? Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, it, when, when I am cast in a show, the first thing I like to do is get my script and I will take it home immediately and highlight all my lines and read, read through them probably three or four times. I used to try to memorize uh, my lines before rehearsal started, but I realized that that's not a good idea, for, at least not for me anymore, because I, I get too connected to how I'm memorizing them prior to getting any director feedback. So. I at least try to have an idea, a good idea of what my character is going to say and why he's going to say it. Uh, but, you know, then by the time we do get into blocking and get some direction from the director, hopefully I can be off book, you know, at least a week or two before that off book date. But uh, like you guys said, there's nothing worse than dealing with someone that can't put the book down or is constantly calling line into tech. So, yeah. Right. Absolutely. What about you? I'm, I'm kind of a mixture of both of those things. Um, I jump in early and get my lines highlighted. Um, I learn my music before I show up. But like Brian, I I don't I don't really love nailing down my dialogue yeah. until I'm in rehearsals. We've had a chance to work with everybody um, because you know, of course, you want to be as as open and free and willing to change and adapt as you can be. Um, and some people aren't very good at the adapting portion. Um, so when you see the people who come in off book on the first day, they normally stay that way uh, through the entire production. Um, so yes, I, I like to come in. I like to know kind of what direction we're headed. I like to know a little bit about my character just for my sake. And then the rest of that is just discoveries that you make in your rehearsals. Yep. Yep. I agree with all you guys. It's a meld of, of those concepts, uh, especially when it's, you know, any part, but especially the ones you want, 
because those are the ones you're kind of diving more into yeah and if you are Mm -hmm. if you did get that part that you wanted and you show up to rehearsal and you don't know your song (laughs) i mean come on get it together it's a song Hmm. it's three songs it's it's eight songs but you wanted the role you should have done a little bit of homework before you got there because when we're you know having to wait for the lead or featured somebody to be taught their melody i mean Uh, (laughs) at least know your solos yes exactly again not not that i auditioned for musicals at all anymore but uh when i did i knew every word every song before audition in case i got asked to sing anything from the show so yeah i think two months listening to to, the show in the car so yeah yeah I mean, it's for me with the musicals that I've I've done more musicals than plays, and I mean it's what the musicals I've done. I mean, definitely anything that's a solo, I already know the song. Um, I I generally have not spent a ton of time when there's a ensemble number or something to try to learn all. I mean, I know the melodies, yeah, heart, but I don't I don't go through the harmony parts because yeah, you just, don't want to learn the wrong thing. Yeah, I mean, because shows some shows I've done, I mean, I've been asked to sing, like you guys have too, I'm sure. You get asked to sing different parts. And Jump around. Typically, I would get asked to sing a tenor part, but I've been asked to sing a baritone. And I did. I made the mistake in an early show of learning the tenor part. And it was not even T1, T2 baritone bass. It was just tenor and bass. And I learned the tenor part. And they said, well we've got a lot of young guys and they're tenors. So we need you to sing the baritone bass part. A lot of young. Oh, great. What world is this that all of these young tenors exist here? In Memphis? Uh, I did. I did footloose at the Herald. So. Where are these tenors at? Yeah. It was all Send teenagers. To me. So, yeah. Um, well, they all graduated well, and left like three years ago. Yeah, right. My God. So, um, so last question in this uh, feature is, so, and I, I, I'm not a fan, I won't say I hate because it's a strong word, but I'm not a fan of like when somebody says, what's your favorite movie or your favorite song? But I'm going to ask you guys kind of a little bit of a derivative of that question. But you're going to ask us that question. Got no, it. I'm not. I am not. Listen up. So what is one of your top two or three parts you've ever played and why? Oh. Brian, we'll start with you. Top two or three parts. Yeah, just I've what's played? one of them? What's one of them? And it could be a play or a musical. One of them. Um, uh, I really enjoyed playing uh, Emile de Beck in South Pacific. Hmm, I didn't. I just I had a I really good time doing that. Oh, I would have liked to have seen that. I love that show. I'm in the minority on that one. I, I liked being uh, Emile de Beck in that show I because know. I was in it maybe 25 minutes and I got to sit in the dressing room the other three hours. Usually by myself. So. Hey, I know that routine really well. See, that's the opposite mm-hmm. of what I look for in a show. <laughs> it, it, if I it have turned... to sit for more than 20 minutes at so, a time, I'm like, nah. Fun but story with that doing... is... Um, I get it, though. I get it. The, it, was, it was summer, and the AC in the house went off, oh. but there was still AC in the dressing room, so it was a really good time to be sitting in the dressing room <laughs> for three hours. Nice and cool Ew. while everyone died on stage. Jesus. Yeah. I personally know what it's like to, to be in a show where you're on stage maybe 15 minutes and the rest of the time you can just hang backstage yeah. and 
it's fun because uh, especially when you have alcohol and snacks. Yeah. Falsettos so. was fun like that because it, we were only in half the show, but since it was only act two, I could show up when the show started. Yeah, that's really nice. And then yeah. chill and get ready during act one. That ruled. Well, that's, I'll say I, I've, I've had more of the opposite and I like that better. It's like when I did Sweeney Todd with Kever here at Germantown Community mm. Theater, it was, you know, as the judge, I was, I was out there for a good portion of act one, but act yeah. two, I only showed up at the end and it, it was very nice to have <laughs> just be, just sit back and listen to all the fun that happens and see um, the facial expressions of your fellow actors when they come off stage and they're, Oh my God! I can't believe. See, I feel I like I, that. I'll. I feel like I do this thing where I'm just like, Oh God, can I leave yet? Like I only have this one thing left to do. Right. How much makeup can I take off? <laughs> oh, I well, I, the, I've been there too. The other side of that is like, like when we did uh, 1776. Yep. Especially my character, I didn't do much of anything for the first act, which is an hour and a half. And then I don't do much there. of anything until act two, the middle of act two. So, but I had to be on stage for 90% of it. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I've got an hour to just, uh, I'll say a line real quick and I'll be back to chilling. 20 minutes goes by. <laughs> I got another line. That was that was so that, that was one of the more challenging things. That's rough. Just because well, the whole time you've got to be you've got to be to stay engaged. Always. That's so yes. much harder. And you're like, oh, I guess I've you just you just didn't bargain for that. I didn't Did bargain you? for that at all. <laughs> so unkind. <laughs> so yeah, no. I, well, in the, that show that he and I, I I felt bad for for you, Kevin, and all a, a lot of people in that show because in my part. I, you know, was out there off and on until about two thirds of the way through the first long, interminably long act. And yeah. basically from there only came back out at the very end, which in some, some directors, I remember asking and being hopeful with fingers crossed. Some directors say, well, that part doesn't even need to come back out at all because he was not a signer of the declaration, at least in the show. And <clears throat> Then when the director said, yeah, you need to come back out, I was like, damn it. Uh, <laughs> but did that stop Just me? Just glad to be here. You know? Sitting off stage. And, I mean, there were a couple of nights I had to heel toe it out there because I only had a little too much, but it's okay. So. Um, for me, uh, I would say um, not, not necessarily a favorite. Well, I've got a favorite role, uh, but first, um, the show as a whole, doing the producers, was one of the most enjoyable theatrical experiences I've had. Um, when when your show is to such a you know high caliber and everybody's so committed to the point where even closing closing weekend, everybody's still standing in the wings and watching their favorite scenes. Yeah, um, that was that was a lot of fun. That does say a lot. Yeah, the show was and, so. Uh, good <laughs> it really was we it was good to watch blowing. i'll say that yeah i saw you guys that was awesome i hate that we didn't get to yeah, watch it because everybody like i, I remember a lot of it i, <laughs> I wasn't in any of it <laughs> but so many like audience members would talk about things because there was so much that cecilia and jack and michael yeah. and amy packed into the show so audiences would be like oh my god I, that one part and i was like 
hold on, that idea that that's going on. Um, so yeah. The, I guess we're getting spotty internet. Tom and the Glass Menagerie. That was just, are we back? Are we good? Yeah, we're good. No. I'm unstable. Yeah, it says unstable. But you look but... great. <laughs> it's not her <laughs> connection that's unstable. She's unstable. So. No, I meant mentally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emotionally. Aren't we all at this point? Well, all of the above. You have bought a car and internet. a house in the middle of COVID, so. We can and start a new job in the middle of COVID too. Yeah, that's true. Listen, You've done all the trifecta. Look, I'm just trying to stress myself right up to the end and be done. Right. And you have Count Chocula <laughs> looking over your shoulder every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's always watching us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, what were you saying? No, you're fine. Um, what did what was the last thing we heard? Tom and things got spotted. You're talking about Tom and Menagerie. Oh yeah, that was just uh, that I was a very that. special process. It was a really special cast. Um, it was one of the first mm-hmm. times that I've been in a cast where everybody was working as hard as the next person. And um, when when you've got a cast that's only four people too, um, that's what you would expect anyway. But doing that, I mean, we just got to have so much fun and we really got to understand each other and the characters and it just, everything felt natural every night instead of like we were on the stage doing a show. Um, and Tom is just a crazy complex and, and beautiful character. So that was fun to get to do every, every night that, was, that we got to do That it. was such a good production. Yeah, I loved it was it great. So Thank you. And that was done here. It was. Yes, yeah, it was. It was so good. I don't remember. What plays have I been in? Hang on. Let me pull up your uh, your CV <laughs> on my internet. <laughs> I have it sitting on my computer. I don't okay. stall. <laughs> um, Ask the fire I, guys next door. Um, they probably know. <laughs> I, had, I feel like uh role i mean like i really loved doing lizzie the role yeah the cast i think i was the most in love with was our first date cast yeah we're still really gross and in love i didn't with get each to other. see that i'm really upset that i didn't get to see that we were deeply obsessed with each other still are it's just a delight I like when you get people you like being around in the room. And yeah, everyone isn't that nice? Because we've all been in yeah. the Oof. other side of that. And that's rough. Yep. Yeah, and that's I will all s- I'll say about that. <laughs> the, yep. uh, the first day experience for me, um, while I wasn't in the show, is probably the top theatrical experience I've had in my life, was, Dude, was directing so the show. It was just from top to bottom, great show, great people, no drama, just zero beautiful, beautiful people that you got to come see every day. Loved it. We were so stupid up. at all. Wonderful. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, appreciate you guys' feedback. So, moving on, um, speaking of auditions, so one of the things that I, I personally I'm always fascinated about is when you get into situations and I'm 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 including my own in this, when you have <clears throat> well, let's call it a cringeworthy story. Yeah. So how I mean everybody can remember, I'm sure, 
a moment, whether it's in an audition, a show, maybe even a rehearsal, that's just personally cringeworthy, where yeah. you sort of go, oh, I really wish that hadn't happened. And <laughs> because uh, one of the things I've always heard in my career is that you you remember your failures generally more than your successes because they stick out in your mind as very negative. they hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one of the things I found, and you guys feel free to share anything after this, but I have a handful of uh, horror stories from auditions that people shared online. Oh, so God. I'll share a few with right you guys and you can kind of, like I said, give your thoughts. And if you have any of your own, please jump in. Uh, hopefully you don't have anything that's exactly these, but, uh, so the first one is called the belting surprise. A director friend of mine likes to talk about a woman who came into an audition wearing a long skirt. She performed a song with a big belt at the end. And when she got to the belt, her tampon shot out and hit the floor. <gasps> he swears that really happened. What? Oh, mm. why? That's why. <laughs> That's yeah. what well, you get I mean, for wearing a skirt. Listen, she was clearly really like connected. Singing from her down yeah. low. She I mean, was like bringing it from singing from the pelvic floor. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, her vocal folds are probably in great shape. I was just trying yeah. to think of the physics of all that. <laughs> really supportive. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Connecting the system, as it were. <laughs> Personally, I would never go to an audition not wearing underwear, but okay. Yeah. Choice. Well, I, I mean, mean if, if you're sitting it, at that audition table, what note do you write right like after that? I, I think you leave and never come back. <laughs> I mean, but again, if it was a I would... stellar audition, you will remember that person, though. You'd be like, Forever. you remember, you remember the girl whose tampon fell out. She was great. I didn't like the end of it, but the rest was great. Again, yeah. I wouldn't be worried about her losing her voice through the run. No. Like, this, this bitch is singing healthy. She's going to make it through this. She can do two doches. She's good to go. I guess, oh, poor thing. I guess it would also depend was like, was it like where every, all the auditionees are in the room or is she just coming in by herself? Cause oh yeah oh, oh yeah that's true. Oof. If it was I don't know what I would do if I saw that. If I was also auditioning, <laughs> I would I would not be able to hold it. I know for a fact. Don't. I would have seen it and gone, oh god. Okay. I don't think I would ever recover. Uh, Ooh. Well, that they, makes you think. It's you like, do you wish you next. had been there to see it, or do you wish you? Yeah. Would, no, I don't want to have seen that. Because you can't unsee I, that. I don't know how to answer this. I would just say you you don't want to go next because then you live up. Yeah. In I'll some way, she will ever remember you after. Yeah. No. <laughs> after that? No. My God. Wow. Yeah, I agree. So here's the next one, and uh, Christine, I really I really think you'll like this one because this this sounds a little bit towards your usual feature. So this is called The Exotic Dancer. Oh, no. As a teenager, I auditioned for a summer college ballet school. The director stopped me in the middle of my dance, which is already bad enough, and said, and said quote, your heart may say ballerina, but your body is screaming stripper pole. Oh. Does that mean? Well, the person who wrote it then says, although it was inappropriate, 
she was 100% correct. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so we're saying they have like amazing core strength and are like super strong. I, I don't have to like hold themselves on a pole. Like, why are we complimenting? Like, I don't off. think that's what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah, I, don't so. <laughs> I don't know what we're saying, but it's not good. I can say Sorry, that. you're going to have to bleep me, but honestly, come on. Go ahead. Say yeah. it. Yeah. I have already a did. <laughs> I already did. You got to find that F word in there. Okay. <laughs> well, fuck that. That's, uh... I can't. Like, <laughs> the world of dance is strange. Yeah, it is. It is one of those things. And I don't know. I've not met another person who's like me. Um, I am so envious of people who are dancers and confident dancers mm -hmm. who get a thrill out of dancing yeah, because dancing that. actually makes me angry yes. because angry. I, yes. that's not yes. what I was expecting. No, I am. I am. I, it is one of those things in life that like in life, a lot of times you find ways to fake it through something. Mm -hmm. You can't fake it when you're a shitty dancer. You can't. Yeah. You can move your arms and put as much face on as you want, but to an extent, you got to be able to move. Yeah. And I can move, but I can definitely not dance like a dancer does. And it just, mm -hmm. it infuriates me. It's because I'm, I'm mad at myself, but sure. I'm jealous of them. I'm jealous of that ability. Yeah. Because it looks like fun. If you or, could do it, man, that'd be cool. But I can't. Yeah, that would be so awesome. <laughs> I could do that. I look so sweet. Yeah, man, I would. I would be so sick. The audition notes, right? Wow, he was sick, sickly yeah. sweet. Imagine what he would look like if he could dance. <laughs> so uh, kind of going back. One. Why don't I do musicals okay. much anymore? Is dance audition? Yeah, I'm, right. I don't want to go through another dance audition. Well, that's yeah. that's why. Yeah. Well, you I should like look into our audition. Ooh. What's the average then age of the, uh, that class? I... Maybe it's going to be an all levels class, so there will be okay. some teens. Probably will be geared more towards high school age, but um, adults welcome. Well, if Brian shows up to that class, like will I'm that be like school, so. will that be like Kramer on Seinfeld doing the karate class with the kids? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. A wasted reference on me, but probably. <laughs> To be honest. All right. Well, He's since, too young for Seinfeld. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. The next one. So this one has a Friends reference in it. Do you know Friends, Christina? I don't. Yeah. Know yeah. Okay. Well, not, I'm aware of what Friends is. You know who Jennifer Aniston is? Didn't make me is. laugh ever. Yeah. Listen. Okay. So it's you know she played Rachel on Friends. Which one is Phoebe? Phoebe is Lisa, Lisa Kudrow. Kudrow. And who's Matt LeBlanc? Joey. Joey. He's not Rachel. Okay. I can tell you that. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston cool. was Rachel. And she became she, she became known. I, the story is, uh, I'm probably not doing the story justice, but the story was that when she went to be in that show, she got, she went to get her hair cut and they cut it wrong from what she wanted. And so she showed up and everybody loved it. And they started calling the haircut, the Rachel. Back the then. Rachel. Yeah. So it's this totally. one's called the Rachel sacrifice. I got cocky and told the director, quote, no way would I cut my hair for a part, unquote, because I had just spent $100 on getting the Rachel done. Ooh. Too bad because he had written callback on my resume and I didn't get a callback. 
Oh no. <laughs> so way to way to stick your politics about your hair out there so that he can go write a line through it instead of under it. Mm. I, look, it, it depends on the thing uh, because I was at an audition and they asked everyone that was auditioning, would you be willing to shave your head? And I'm like, no. And so, but again, no. it, it was community theater and I'm, I'm not going to shave my head for a community theater. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. That's a whole different. Y'all got a wig. Throw a wig on me. Yeah, if, on. You're, if you're okay, panning, do whatever you need to do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And to shave my head because I got a funny looking head. Uh, yeah, you got a great. I love it. You, you like the shape of my head? It's my favorite attribute of yours. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Your really head nice. shape. It's really what you're known for. Mostly. It's, just, it's the is shape. That, is that it? Not I the head itself. Just the shape. That's just the shape. Just the shape. Cool. There are forums yeah. about it. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> you can find anything on the internet. That's right. So here's the next I mean, one. I would, I would say okay. that that also harkens back to um, if it's a role that you would, that you really, really, really wanted to do, I would be more willing, regardless of if I'm getting paid or not, than if it was something I was completely indifferent about. Sure. Because if I'm not 100% in it and I'm not getting paid, I would be like, yeah, probably not. Yeah. Also depends on if they're paying for what they want to do to my hair, because like yes. it's one thing to be like, "Would you go blonde?" I'm like, do you know that it costs me like three hundred dollars to go blonde? Mm -hmm. well, that makes sense. If they're willing to plunk down the three hundred, yeah. then it's like, yeah, okay, right, yeah. <laughs> if not, wrap this head up and let's throw a wig on it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Lace front, please. Yes. <laughs> so here's our next one. This one's called the flu betrayal. I had been battling oh, the flu for about a week and I had on a, I had an audition for a school play. I couldn't miss tryouts on stage in front of everyone. No. I sharted no. and then proceeded to vomit all over the stage and on the no. person I was auditioning with. Oh, no. <laughs> oh I'm glad that that was where it ended. Because yes. I don't think that that person could have handled more embarrassment. I mean, I, I feel I feel bad for this one because I my son Carson, who everybody here knows, um, he was in a production of Lord of the Flies, a playhouse on the square locally, and he got strep. Um, this was way before COVID, thankfully. He caught strep in the middle of the week. I think it was the second or third week of production or of the actual show. And he almost lost, he said he almost lost it with a vomit on stage. He got off just in time and made it to, made it to the bathroom. But, you know, no. I, I've, I've heard other actors tell stories of, you know, being sick in a show and, you know, not um, in an audition. It happened, it happened to me when we were doing complete works. Um, oh, I remember you telling was, that. Yeah, go ahead. It was the night that uh, we were doing our midnight show, and we were I doing it because there. it was Shakespeare's 400th uh, birthday celebration. Yeah. So we did the midnight show, but we had a show that night. We had an eight o'clock, um, and the show is an hour and a half uh, plus intermission, but the whole time you are running, running, running. Um, and at that time, I was waking up, I think, at like five in the morning for work. Um, and then we did this show. 
So we were all exhausted after the first one. We rallied, drank coffee during the break between shows. Then we did act one of the midnight show, went to the dressing rooms, and I was so hot. Like my body was on fire. So I took all of my costume off and I was laying on the tile floor in the dressing room. And uh, they came in and uh, they were like putting cold packs on me because I was not good. I was like white. And the stage manager came in and uh, she was like, it was uh, Lil' Kim. She was like, five minutes. Um, And I was like, okay, I've got five minutes. And Jeff Possum was standing right there. And I looked at him and I said, I'm, I'm going to throw up. Can we, can we just give me a second? And he said, yeah. So I ran in the bathroom, start throwing up. Um, and then one of the uh, ASMs runs into the bathroom after we had just gotten a five and said, they just called places and started the act. And I was like, what? Oh, no. no. So... They had to stall at the beginning of the act for about three or four minutes while I rushed into my costume, finally made it out. My character was supposed to come in looking disheveled because I had just gotten shot with a uh, tranquilizer dart. Um, So I already looked horrible walking in anyway. But then through the rest of the show, there were trash cans off just in case I had to run off and, and puke a little bit more. I don't remember this happening. Yeah. And I was absolutely there. They covered really well. They covered really well. That show was also Um, funny because didn't you like have to shut down a really drunk disorderly patron that night too? That was that very night. Yes. Wow. And it was normally, okay. High degree of difficulty. What a show. (laughs) When you're asking the audience to participate, you can expect Mm -hmm. some people to get a little bit out of control and that's fine. But this guy was so drunk and he was screaming to the point where we couldn't say our lines at all. Every time somebody spoke, he started screaming. And uh, Megan said something, uh, Megan Lisi said something during uh, the beginning of that act. House management talked to him during intermission because he was being so disruptive and it got to strike three and I, I had to stop the show and tell him to either shut the hell up or get out. <laughs> so you pulled a Renee on him. <laughs> I had to. It was had, beautiful. It was, it, was, it was to the point where the show bad. could not continue. Now, yeah, if somebody's really on their phone, I'm not going to stop a show and scream at you for being on your phone. That's not my job. But when we can't do our job because you're being so disruptive, yeah. you know, there there comes a point where you have to call a spade a spade and Plus, you've got an audience full of people. We yeah. sold that. Uh, I think we sold 118 percent of that show. We were adding seats yeah. every night. So you guys were packed um, in. So it was a yeah. packed house. People who were there because they wanted to be there. They were excited to be there, and you were ruining it for everybody. So yeah, it was rough. Yeah. Man, what a night you had. Yeah, that's pretty. It was bad. a fun night. God bless Liz Perkins for that uh, coffee. Wow. Hero. Love Literal that Lizzie. Hero. Hero. Yes. She's an awesome Lizzie. Truly. <laughs> um, so here's our last one. This one is called The Attack of the Mic. I began singing with a live band at the audition, but the executives couldn't hear me. One of the casting directors signaled me to grab the mic off the stand. 
In doing so, I pulled it off right into my teeth and made my gums start bleeding. I didn't know what part they were on anymore, so I, so I sang the only part I knew, which was the chorus. The band slowly stopped playing one by one, and I stood there with a petrified, bloody smile on film. Ooh. Oh, Save that my. one for last. Oh. <laughs> wow. I feel that happening. Yeah, that hurts my me. mouth. Yeah, because you can see, I mean, you can see, a, you know, without the shield on it, especially the mic just going bang right into your mouth. <laughs> and you know I, it you know it yeah, picked that up exactly i mean i can, like taste it you can like taste yeah. the metal Whoever it's like oh there's some video. iron in my mouth <laughs> oh, i mean i'll say i i played I pl i've played in rock bands in my younger days and i did that a couple of times mm -hmm. where i was getting into the song and just had the mic on a straight stand and went bam right into my teeth and you caught a little Jesus. I mean, well, one night I thought I knocked a tooth out. I was convinced that I did. So I was, I was telling myself, do not stick your tongue up in that spot where that tooth was because you're going to be, you're going to not be able to focus. And I did, I did purposely did not the rest of the night. And so when we got done, I just went, I pulled an Ed Helms and walked over to our bass player. who was a best friend of mine. And I said, am I missing a tooth? Please tell me. And he said, no, he's like, you kind of, your teeth are like red, but you don't have a tooth missing. And I was like, thank God, it was just blood. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Now, so. I do have a horror audition story, if you want to hear it. Oh, please. Ooh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so it was my, fir like my first big, big, big audition. Um, I was in college, and I... Uh, had sent my resume to casting for Book of Mormon. And I was like, I'm never going to get called back for this. Um, and they called me back that day. They were like, hey, we need you to be here. It, it was Saturday when I sent in the um, resume. And Saturday night, they're like, yeah, we need you here Monday. Nice. And I was in Mississippi, and the audition was in Orlando. So Sunday, I quickly got a ticket uh, together. Monday morning, I got up early, flew to uh, Orlando, and then um, either either the audition was Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember. Um, but everything was happening so fast. Um, and I just started to psych myself out. I was like, this is a big audition, this is a big audition. Stay calm, stay calm. <laughs> and so I get on the plane, um, and on the plane, I, I developed dry heaps. Oh God. Um, so I'm just sitting on this plane, like trying to read the sides and the cuts that they send me. And I'm just going, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we got to get this under control. ASAP. Um, uh, finally get there, get to my hotel. Uh, it was the, yes. Cause the next morning is when I had the audition. So I did not sleep that night. Um, the next day I went to the audition, I got in the audition room and I held my music and I faced the accompanist and I just started standing and singing and the casting director went, um, excuse me. And he waved at me and I looked to my right and he said, yeah, I'm over here. And I said, oh, okay, got it. 
And I was like, oh, shit. And so I, we started the song again, and I was again, because I was freaked out, standing there, just reading the music and singing, and he said, hey, we're going to stop again. I need you to perform this for me. And I said, okay, I got it. And then uh, we finished, and as I was walking out, I was like, hey, I've got to catch a plane tomorrow, so if you need me to come to callbacks, um, I uh, won't be available. Oh, no. And he was like, he, he was like, I think we're going to be okay. Oh. And so, which, oh, was, no. all, which oh. was all fine. I, it was my first big audition, and I psyched myself out. Uh, a year later, I sent them my resume again, uh, went to another audition for them, same casting director. I oh, walked no. in, I introduced myself, and he said, oh, wow, that's a very interesting name. I've never heard that before. And I oh. went, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> he doesn't remember I'm the not worst the audition guy. I've ever given. Yeah, but by that time, I knew exactly what they wanted, so I nailed that audition. Got a callback that day, did the callback, and then they flew me up to New York uh, for another callback, but <sighs> didn't get it. What did they have a part in mind for you, or did they tell you? Yeah, it was it was for Cunningham both times. Yeah, that's oh. what I would figure. Um, but the, and that's why I was freaking myself out. I was like, this is like a, a leading role on Broadway. <laughs> Real big deal. This, this you didn't just walk. You shot. just walk in and yell, Uganda. Where is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the sides. <laughs> I, I will say you you would be much better than the the person we saw play Cunningham in the oh. last touring company that came through. He was oh, yeah. uh, he was bad. Terrible. Really? Terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean Josh Gad was probably hearing it in his head and going, What the fuck is this? Oh no. And when they when they called me back up uh to New York, they told me before I even left, they were like, Hey, um, we just want to be completely transparent with you. You are currently too tall for this role, uh, but we want to see you again just in case we can find a price that's your size. But if we can't, uh, it's going to be a no-go. And unfortunately, they couldn't. So. Well, I mean, but, they told you, but man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, it was a, I it agree. Was a it's much rough, better but at least they told next, you. This next time around. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, I mean, Absolutely. It, hey, it, I mean, you know my you know my son Carson really well. I mean, it's you and I have both sat and told him in the same room because he's gone for auditions that are not near of that caliber, and he's come back and been like, "I screwed it up." And it's like, look, part of it is just the experience of doing the audition. Absolutely. So just soak <laughs> it up, buddy. It's because right now he's going through college music auditions to get scholarships for that, and. He's going through all that with friends of ours that you guys would know and his choral director. And they're all telling him the same thing. Look, just, you know, soak it up. You know, even if you audition for 50 schools, maybe two of them are going to, going to be interested. So right. just be ready. Yeah. I hated auditioning for music stuff. It's it was worse. awful. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, well, it's I'm, even worse than the theater department, like audition wise. My God, it's the most nerve wracking. When I will say he's got it easier and his choral director, who's she's in her late 20s and she auditioned for several music schools and said, you know, you she told him she's like, you have it easy. You're going to do a lot of the pre stuff on video. 
I had to go stand yeah. in front of an audition table and then go do it again and then go do it again. Yeah. So Andy's not a soprano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Girl. And, well, he does say he does go in and say, tell them he's proudly tenor one. So they always want him to sing something high. Yeah. So he, I tell him like, um, be ready. Should stop telling people that. Well, I've told him I'm like, you know, well, that's what I told him. I'm like, it's there's a good He's thing a to be in a tenor two, because yeah, tenor two parts are interesting, and you don't have to sing the highest stuff. So it's, yes. you sing high, but not super high. So yeah. anyway, so yeah, that was um, appreciate you guys' thoughts on all that. So let's we'll move on to my normal feature of the of the podcast, which is crazy theater stories from our friends at notalwaysright.com. So I've got one for you guys this week, and it's just, you can react or whatever. So this one's called Better Safe Than Sorry. And this is from a town called Bizarre Theater. Um, Good start. Good start. Yeah, exactly. So the, the writer says, I'm just finishing up a sale with an older gentleman for show tickets. I say, okay. Just to let you know, there are no refunds or exchanges for these tickets, and the show does contain shooting, swearing, and smoking. The customer Thanks. says, I hope not in my row, exclamation point. <laughs> Confused, I say, well, it's a show. You can see everything from every seat, so... Customer says, I'm talking about the shooting. And I say, oh, no, they shoot each other on stage. Customer says, not the audience? I say, no, not the audience. What kind of theater do you think we're running here? Customer says, I don't know. I just don't want to get shot. Honestly, there you go. I mean, also, have we had calls like that before? I'm guessing, but... I don't know. It, it kind of sounds like that guy might have got dad joked. It does it sound... Be. It kind of does, yeah. It does sound yeah. a little dad joked. I mean, Christina loves to get dad joked, but... She loves it. It's her favorite part of the week. <laughs> It's so, uh, and, and on that note, we'll take it into Brian, Brian's wild and no! zany dad jokes of the day. It's so, cue music. Dad joke time. So, Kevin, yeah. please react to these where, jokes where, where, and tell where? us, are they good? Are they not good? <laughs> she just jaded you. Vuvu so, right. is going off all over the place. We all know that Al interrupting me. He's trying to tell a joke right now. No. Come on. Stop. <laughs> Brian, you have the floor. We all know. <clears throat> we all know that Albert <laughs> Einstein was a genius. But very few people know that his brother Frank was a monster. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Is his middle initial yes. N? <laughs> these are dad jokes come on <laughs> okay so I, um, takes time off of my life yeah it's like the machine and the princess bride it takes years off of her life just like a couple minutes every week i just sucked one year of your life away <laughs> all right here's another minute from your life i'm about to take no. all right let's do it i ate a kid's meal at mcdonald's today his mom was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that one's pretty good, actually. Okay, I like that one. Okay. I actually like because, that one. Well, Somebody since she liked it, you have to tell another one. Yeah. <laughs> that was a rare 
success. That was a good one. <laughs> because and I probably have done that in real life. <laughs> we like the idea of some poor kid's meal getting taken away from him. Specifically that by Brian. More, yes, we do. That says more about all of us. That's, it does, and I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so if, if that's what you like, I think I have another one you might like. Oh, oh great. So um, an old lady walked into the bank today and asked if I could uh, help check her balance. So I pushed that hoe over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, Christina. Come on. I didn't like that one as much. I didn't like that one as, as much, much at all. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was those, better, but that was still good. Those yeah. were better caliber than normal. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll try really... to scale it back and get back to my norm, normal level yeah. of mediocrity. Next don't overshoot, Brian. <laughs> <That's what Okay. laughs> Speaking okay. of good, it's time for Christina's sexist <gasps> and or racist casting call corner. I have so, something a little bit different today. Good. Uh, good. Oh. Okay. This is actually, um, this is actually a novel description. A really cool novel called Who Was V? So normally I would do a really cool casting call, but today we're going to do this. Was she Victoria, the high-priced courtesan? Was she Hedwig, the 16-year-old girl with hip-length blonde hair whose only purpose in life was to tantalize and ravish the whole race of man? Good God. Was she Melanie's notorious lover? Was she Herbert Stenzel's long-lost mother? What strange part did she play in the lives of Benny Profane, Rachel Owlglass, Dr. Eigenvalue, Bloody Chicklets, and the rest of the whole sick crew? Described as dazzling, startling, brilliant, powerful, fantastically inventive, and terrifying. Who was V? Wow, that's a journey. Written by a man. Yeah, I mean, we oh. didn't get any age range. We didn't get, you know, height or no, cup is, size or any of yeah, that. Yeah, again, stuff. this is a this is a novel description. Um, we'll find us. That's somewhere. the yeah, You have a standard. I mean, Kevin needs to hear it's a the, standard. It's the one. novel itself. Wow. description. Well, oh, I didn't what, write that's that. That's what you're in for. Oh, when I meant, so I meant to say like earlier, I was I was not the drunk guy at the midnight performance of Shakespeare. Um, you're, no, you definitely weren't. I was the drunk guy at the midnight of first date, but not at Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. That was, um, yeah. That was a journey. I want to know how many women this author has spoken to in his uh, life. Not many. Like, none, maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what's happening there. Me thinks he just... spent too much time on porn. Don't yeah, it's a rough. It one. sounded like he wanted the reader to do his job of developing that character. Who is she? Yeah, you tell he me. He doesn't know. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Please tell me. Yeah. A woman has never let me touch her before. This book. <laughs> what am yeah. I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, like, just this like a bag of sand type thing. <laughs> <laughs> Please, someone. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. I He's really no got a, a grasp on female characters. Is his name Frank Pramato? <laughs> his name is... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now, have you read this book? Oh, of course not. <laughs> I would <laughs> never read this. I gotcha. Uh, I you it's covered up by... Um, it's covered up by the sticker. He doesn't want anybody to know his name. Got it. 
Uh, oh wait, no, Thomas Pinchon. P Y N. I thought you were saying Bronson Pinchot or something. No, Thomas Pinchon. Pinchon. Well, Thomas obviously has not been around humans, let alone women. Right. Don't know what's happening there. Neither does it he. sounds like do you have a do you have a more no standard one, one that Kever could hear? Sure. Hold on. I think I have precisely one left and then it's time to get back out there and find more terrible casting calls. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got yeah, I've got a casting call for this really enticing role um, called Yoga Woman. Okay, oh, <laughs> <Hey>, cool. <laughs> so yeah, you know, write this down. Sponsored by Lululemon. Yeah, right? This time, in case you really want to go audition for this. Uh, sounds very fulfilling. Uh, <clears throat> female. Any ethnicity. 25 to 34. Attractive. Okay. Modern. Okay. Longer legs. Yeah. Important to the role, I'm sure. Experienced sure. yoga practitioner. Can perform various photogenic yoga stretches, such as <laughs> Bharadavaja, Kamaksana, triangle tree etc no visible tattoos on limbs feet or hands please note level of yoga experience in the comments of your submission mm. um wow. i think the, the the two words that uh really stuck out to me were modern <laughs> um i don't know what they mean by that what is I was going to say long stuck out to me. <laughs> yeah. Is she supposed to look modern? Or Are we is... maybe... Mm, is that a code word for young? Can we just say That's young? Yeah. Because yeah. it's clearly it what I find the most uh, telling is that attractive <laughs> is the first quality listed. Yes. Because <laughs> you have to be attractive to teach and yoga. modern. To, to do knows. yoga at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, get your ugly <laughs> face out of here. Don't you dare do a downward dog. No apparently. downward dog if you're ugly. Don't you do it. It's not for pho- you. Photogenic was the other word. Um, yeah, it's really. <laughs> is it a Listen, porn shoot? Is this like for Playboy? Look, we've had some on here that are more erotic in nature. This doesn't appear to yeah. be one of them. Um, I mean, some of them are like age 22 to 22. (laughs) (laughs) I love like that you have to have long legs. You have to have long legs to do yoga. Yeah. No, that is not a requirement for that exercise. Literally not. I mean, medium and short leg, you're just out. (laughs) It's not long enough. It's not long enough. Get her out of here. (laughs) We have to measure those legs. Hang on. Hand me my measuring stick. (laughs) Not long enough. Yeah. Terrible. Anyway, oh, really wow. fulfilling stuff. Yeah, uh, everyone should submit for that. So yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> so I mean, see what you're missing out on, Kevin. <laughs> I know. I've got to come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go ahead and pencil that in. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So now we'll close with some uh, closing rants sponsored by Jimmy the Cock from the set right. of uh, Love City Law and. Uh, We'll start. Uh, Kevin, do you have anything for us? I know uh, you yeah, do because I, I prepped do. you for this. Come on. I do. Um, Bring it. So my thing for today uh, is I need vocal coaches, and I am putting that in quotations. 
stop trying to teach little baby children how to sing like an operatic soprano because their voices aren't supposed to do that yet. They're not developed. You are making it to where their voice will be destroyed by the time they are viable in this career and they will never have a career in this field because you have ruined their life and their ability to continue forward. Stop doing that. It's not, it is not their job to sing like a soprano. It is your job to teach them some sort of techniques. It's to help them with intonation. It's to teach them lang uh, language and how to read music, but it is not your job to turn them into an opera singer at the age of seven. That is my rant. One more It person. infuriates me. Sends me a video of an America's Got Talent child. <laughs> yep. Singing a freaking aria. Yep. And says, I thought of you. I, I will throw myself off a bridge. I'll do it. The and hiring also, process really sucks. Because, Please don't do know, that. I just, it's gross. It's really It's, gross. it's infuriating. Especially because I know that a proper vocal coach with the proper training is not going to teach Would that technique. Never. Ever, because they know how the voice works. So if you don't know how the voice works, then don't, first of all, you shouldn't be teaching. <laughs> Second of yeah. all. Yeah, uh, that's the first leg. Yeah, yeah, it's just, that infuriates me. It's awful. Because you see these poor kids with amazing abilities, with yeah. huge potential, and they're destroying their instrument no. before their instrument is even developed. It's like trying to play a trumpet while it's being forged. Yeah. Don't do that. It's rough. You'll ruin it. Sing an art song like everyone else. Yes. Come some on. Great... Last from the low country. Go. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear about art songs. Is not for a kid anymore. Anyway. Uh, I've know. been hearing about art songs for the last few months, and it's, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll include that in my There's rant. There's some good stuff out there. I feel similarly about like twelve-year-olds, uh, like scrolling like Mean Girls at the top of their lungs, or like <laughs> Dead Mom Song, or you know stuff that that Broadway performers shouldn't even have to sing eight shows a week. Yes, and I'm just like, girl, we don't yeah, have can to. We, you sound like can you're we also hearing say that louder isn't better. Yeah. Christina, you sound like you're that? hearing people like people who talk about their kids singing before or after a show. Mm, well, that's a whole other. Yeah. No. I just wanted to drop that in. No, I I worry <laughs> I worry about the the young belters, yeah. quote unquote, in our community. Uh huh. I agree. It's I like too. save well, it, that shit always, for late in your life. Well, it goes back to get proper training. Yeah, man. If you don't have the training and you don't know how to use your voice, support it, do it healthily. You are going to destroy what you have. And trust me, you don't sound as good as you think you do. No. You Girl, just it takes don't. years to get that mix. You got to yes. build it like a little muscle. These poor babies. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I hate it. But I, I think a lot of that does come from the fanfare of such a supportive community. Because when yeah. you grow up in a, an environment where all you hear is, oh, my God, you're amazing. You're so talented. Everything you do is great. Yeah. Then you go, well, I'm there. I don't yeah. even have to do the work Blowing anymore. sunshine up their butt. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But the thing that they miss is that the people that they see and look up to who are really good at this have formal training. You know, yep. they've worked well, very hard to get where they are and have their abilities. And, I and would you're say, not there yet. Yeah. And don't try and rush it. I would say Appreciate not even just formal training. They have years of experience working uh-huh. through the kinks of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's that's the thing is they you know, a lot of these young kids that like my son, my older son has come up with in theater. He stopped doing it, but a lot of them are still doing it. And they are used to a, like someone said, getting sunshine pumped up their butt. And that's not the right way to do it. And also B, they're just used to being like, Oh, I just need to yell everything. Everything's fortissimo. And it's like, no, that's not the way to do it. Dynamics is part of music that I appreciate very much. So, and it's just the whole idea of that, that you wouldn't teach them to say, look, it's a process. It's a process. You, yeah, you need to learn as you go, not say, okay, I went from A to Z in one day or one right. week or one month. It doesn't happen like that. It's just I mean, like with dancing. You've got to learn, you've got to learn classical technique. You've got to learn ballet and then you can learn modern technique and, and riff on the basics. But without yep, the basics, yep. you're going to hurt yourself. You're not going to do things properly. Yeah. And it's the exact same thing. Walk before you can run. Yep. That's a soapbox I could stand on for <laughs> yeah. the rest of time. Mm-hmm. And I believe I will. Yes. I believe I will. So. <laughs> Any, anybody else got any uh, closing rants? Mm. Brian? Oh, I've got I've got a rant if Christina doesn't. Okay. Pretty chill today. You happy? <laughs> yeah. Bring good it, Brian. Good, good week of unpacking and uh, getting your house set up, I guess. This is mellowed you out, perhaps. I'm very mellow. Congrats on the new house, by the way. That's exciting. She's got a barn oh, out back that Brian and I are gonna live in. Spooky no. barn. We have to have permission. I'm going to sneak into squats. that barn yes. and smoke weed in it. Yes, we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have yet to do that. Well, that's an easy thing you can do. I can neither condone <laughs> nor explicitly say that that will happen, but okay. I'm sure Every that you no show one up this... and I bet we'll get in the barn. No one on this podcast would do anything <laughs> that would violate the rules of our, our fine city, so. No, I just no. That's feeling. true. You no. should come to my city because it's legal, and I do have yeah. a dispensary a couple blocks away. Mm. Well, absolutely, Chicago, <laughs> right now. Let's and just, come let's to just... my barn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I tried. You showed up down here. <laughs> so uh, my my rant uh, this week might mirror a rant from earlier in that oh my gosh people what is wrong with you stop going out stop not wearing masks Uh there's so many people's lives that depend on it not just physical lives but monetary lives you're only hurting yourself if you think that well for whatever reason your rights are being violated because i'm sorry if right now if you want to go out and do whatever the hell you think you want to do Guess what? A lot of things that you like to do aren't even open. You can't go see a movie normally right now. You can't go to the bar right now. You don't want to know why? Because you have that attitude. 
sit at home, chill out for a bit, wear your mask when you leave so that we can do the things we like to do again. And until people realize that it's just the reality of the situation and just to quit being a moron, we're going to be stuck doing this indefinitely. Yep. Please stay at home. Please wear a mask. We'd really like to do shows again here. We'd really like to have a full house again. But until people start doing that, we can't. Our and that's what a lot of people don't understand. Us. Is if you want to do those things that you're pining to do, stay at home so they're there when we're through this. Because the longer we take to get to the point where we go, okay, fine, we'll stay at home, more businesses are going to close. The things that you love to do, the bars that you loved, aren't going to be there anymore. Yep. We could have been through this so much faster if we had not been selfish. And, yeah. uh, but that's America. Well, and our, our, our leadership has just oh, yes, of course. failed on every level to lead people to safety. So, yeah. also, the government will, could have just paid us to stay home for a few weeks, but they didn't. So I do want to add a caveat to that. Um, if you're upset about people going to see shows at theaters right now, um, and you are also going to restaurants, you're just as bad <laughs> yes. as they are. Um, sorry to tell uh -huh. you, if not worse, because you are you. Yes, you are in close proximity to so many people. You are sitting in places that people sat not two minutes before you, unlike a theater, which would have been vacant for 24 hours before you got to your seat. Um, support these places by ordering delivery, ordering takeout, but you can't be upset at a business trying to just survive. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's the hypocrisy of it all. Yeah. Everybody's trying to make it through right now, and uh, we just support our local businesses, but do it smartly yeah. and give people, you know, get, give people a break who are just trying to make it through. Yeah, amen. And be grateful you don't have to make those kinds of decisions. Yes. I don't, yeah. I don't want to have worked in a restaurant no. during this pandemic, but I have, no. and people have been awfully inconsiderate. They've been horrible toward us as employees. And we're just out there trying to make sure that, you know, you've got food that you can go get, that you can spend time with your friends, and we are daily putting ourselves in danger so you can have that luxury. So let's just, let's just support our businesses from afar, get things to go, stay home for a bit, and then let's hopefully be able to do this by summer or fall of next year. But you didn't have yeah. the sauce that I wanted, Kevin. Now, That's where's true. my ranch? It, okay, I, I, I just want to slap you. Please, when the vaccine's out, get it. Come on. I'm going to roll it in little dog yeah. treats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it. You're going to be feeding strangers like my, dogs. Like a, like a dog with <laughs> peanut butter. And just be like, all right, take this vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got a treat yeah. for you. <laughs> I, yeah. I have a rant that I'll save for tomorrow because it's not near as as important as all this. So, but uh, yeah, I will say uh, we totally appreciate you coming on, uh, Kever. So, 
I'm so do. glad I got to do this. This was a blast. Definitely have you back. I mean, you and I have had some virtual happy hours, and that's fun. Yeah. This is fun, too. So, Absolutely. I would be more than happy to come back. Kevin, also, want a happy hour. Want a Memphis stage anytime soon? Um, maybe so. It just depends on how things uh, keep going up here. Yeah. Um, I am <laughs> currently unemployed again, <laughs> and the target is thin, 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 and getting thinner every day. So, I don't know what's happening in the future. Um, for now, I'm here, but that could change in as little as a month. You know. Yeah. So. I'm not saying yes or no one way or the other. Um, I certainly hope so, um, but we shall see. Yeah, well, we would love to have you back on the GCT stage. I would yes, please. love to be back so. on GCT. Yeah. yeah, I have not done a show since Glass Menagerie there, so I would love to be back. I haven't done a show since the Renos, which look incredible. Maybe we have a show in mind. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Ooh. We'll have I, to talk off mic. Like one we've talked about. <laughs> the, director, the director is kick-ass, I'll tell you that. Oh, Even though he's not wow. really a director. Hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> hmm. That's a whole other uh, casting call <laughs> corner. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate you being on. We appreciate everybody listening. And uh, this maxi pod was brought to you by Jimmy the Cock. So... Thank you very much for uh, joining us and we'll definitely have Kevin on again because even if you don't like it, we do. So right. deal with it. It's a quality improvement. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's like a healing balm. <laughs> and speaking of bombs, no, yeah, I'm not going to go there. So <laughs> do you have a sponsor now? <laughs> Vagisil. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's more of a salve. <laughs> yeah, it is a salve. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. So. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope that you are listening. And uh, please give us a like, give us comments. Even if you don't like it, that's fine. You can tell us what you don't like. Uh, even if it's that we're not Hispanic do enough. Um, don't do that. So keep it to yourself we will talk to you soon <laughs> despite Martina's uh, cautions to don't tell us and don't we'll uh, <laughs> yeah, appreciate you being on thanks very much thanks everybody bye bye <laughs>